morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God loves you so much, so keep your faith and your confidence and your hope in His love. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement, and that's exactly what's going to happen today. You know, the last several weeks and almost a couple months now, we've been talking about the importance of being led by the Spirit of God. And over the last couple weeks, we've been identifying how Fear can prevent us from following the Spirit of God. Fear is not healthy for you. Fear will prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. Now, last week I shared a message from a couple years ago called Soul Wars, and this part was the path to the dark side, about how to overcome fear. And so I'm going to continue down that lane today, not only just how to overcome fear, but how to make sure fear doesn't keep you off the path God has for you. So enjoy this throwback message. If you want to watch the whole thing, you can find it on our Faithless app. It's called Soul Wars, the path to the dark side. Psalm 3, let's begin to close. First one, Lord, how they increase that trouble me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which save my soul. There is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awake for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. David has made a choice. It doesn't matter if 10,000 of people surround me. It doesn't matter if armies rise against me. I will not be afraid. And because I choose to not fear, I'll lay down, I'll go to sleep, and I'll wake up because the Lord sustained me. So I have a lot of scriptures here. I'm not even going to go over them for the sake of time. But you go over them and you stir your hearts concerning it so that your heart is fixed, so that your heart is established, so that when evil tidings come, it doesn't bother you. Psalm 27, verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who? Tell me who. Who? Who? If God is my light and my salvation, who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stubborn and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. Wait a minute. He says, in the, he says I've made a decision not to fear. But when is the time of trouble? He will hide me. See, this happened in the life of Jesus. See, there's times where people try to kill Jesus, not just when he was crucified. Jesus said he laid down his life, so they were able to crucify him. But throughout his ministry, they tried to kill him multiple times. Read the gospel, especially the gospel of John. It says the crowd will go after him, and then it says Jesus hid himself. Now, how are you going to hide yourself when everybody's looking at you, rushing at you, and suddenly you disappear? Jesus was Batman before Batman. It says they looked for him, and they couldn't find him anymore. And other times that he hid himself in the crowd. Everybody's trying to get to him, but he disappeared. Other times it says he walked through the crowd. Now, you don't just, you know, people are like, oh, well, they had reverence for him. You don't have reverence for the guy you're trying to kill. He just walked through them. Why? God hid him. He put him in the secret place, and they couldn't touch him. So David says, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. 
So that's what you need to say. In the time of trouble, he'll hide you. So Psalm 91. See, that's one of the things Paul told us in Philippians 1. Don't be afraid of your enemies. Because if you're not afraid of your enemies, it's assigned to them of incoming instruction, but assigned to you of God and his salvation. Psalm 91, the secret place of the Most High God. Now, the secret place is not one location. The secret place is the will of God. And if you're going to do the will of God for your life, you can't be afraid. And see, I've, asked, I've had some great examples of fearless people. You know, one of the people she's been here before, she'll come again, Sister Billy Brim. Great blessing of life. I'm actually going to a prayer conference for a few days this week before I come back. And she smuggled word, the Word of Faith books into communist nations before the wall fell. She would go over and take Kenneth Hagin books and pass them out. She outran the KGB. She said, I was running down the tracks and I fell down and I hit my knee and I got this bump there. You know, I could use my faith and get rid of it, but I considered it a trophy of outrunning the KGB. When I go preach in Bulgaria, I've been there twice. The people I spend time with are the ones who outwitted the KGB in the 80s. That they would have church in the wilderness and they would change up location around the Holy Ghost told them and the KGB couldn't catch them. And then someone else, she's been here before, she's gonna come again, Sister Marilyn Hickey. One of the bravest and baddest women in the world. She goes into majority Muslim nations where they don't have freedom of religion and she talks about Jesus. She went to Pakistan about a year and a half ago, two years ago. CBS went to document it. Not the Christian television station, CBS. And a million people showed up. And she says, next, I was listening to her brother Coben the other week. She says, yep, next I want to go to Saudi Arabia. You're like, you can't do that. Well, she can. Now, she's tried to get into Iran recently. And so she reached out to get into Iran. And they replied back, we know who you are. She's like, I just want to talk to the university students. We're like, no, no, no. How can a nation be scared of a grandma? She's a woman of faith. And she said, oh, they may tell me no, but then she says, it's not over till I win. And she's in her 80s, saying, it's not over till I win. I got more stuff to do. Someone went to her and says, well, when are you going to retire? She said, I am retired. They said, but you still travel all around the world. She says, retiring is doing what you love, and I'm doing what I love. And she said she was going to Egypt. She said, so easy to have a healing meeting in Egypt. Tens of thousands of people show up, and Jesus just does wonderful things. He says, I go to these Muslim countries now, and the imams call me mama. They don't even believe in Jesus yet. But she's been saying for decades, I love Muslims, and Muslims love me. So they do. She has favor, unprecedented favor, not just with the nation, but with their leaders. And not just even overseas, she was talking about, she was at a supermarket, and there are these Muslim ladies in their hijab and their garbs. They come up and get close to her. They say, we don't know why, but we just love you. She went to one country, I don't know if it was Pakistan or somewhere else. She arrived in the hotel, and the people checking her and stopped said, are you a Christian? And they said, yes, we're Christians. They said, good, we don't want to go to hell. Can you lead us to Jesus? <laughs> but why does it happen? She was brave enough to do what God called her to do. You have to be brave enough to stand on the path God has for you and not be intimidated. Because a secret place of the Most High God is not a location, it's the will of God. The safest place you'll ever be is smack dab in the middle of the will of God.
So whether God calls you to go to some dangerous place or he tells you to stay home here in Georgia, wherever you are, there's a secret place of the Most High God if you're in the will of God. So notice what God says in verse 9, because in Psalm 91, it's three people talking. Verse 1 is God. And he declares, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2 is you. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. So that means you need to say on a regular basis daily, the Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my God. In him will I trust. Now Jesus has something to say about it. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Doesn't matter what trap Satan sets. Jesus says, God will deliver you. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers, and on his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid. This is not just encouragement. This is a command from your commander-in-chief. This is a command from the Lord Jesus Christ, the supreme authority. He says, you shall not be afraid. When your general says, you shall not be afraid, your response is, sir, yes, sir. So let's try it. You shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. This is a command. Get rid of the fear. Stop the fear. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow or the bullet or the missile that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at a noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. So even if it's happening to everybody else, it has nothing to do with you. He says, the news said this, and not in your house. If you don't know how to talk back to the news, maybe you should stop watching it. Well, it's flu season, not in my house. Well, there's a recession, not in my house. Well, you know, everybody's kids are going crazy, not in my house. Just because it happens all around me doesn't mean it has anything to do with me. It goes on, only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. You'll just be a spectator. Now, you can watch whatever game you want to today or this week. You watch the game, you may be emotionally invested in the game, but it has nothing to do with you. They win, you don't get a couple million dollar promotion. Your stats, even if you are in fantasy football, your stats are not gonna be celebrated around the world. It really has nothing to do with you. You're just a spectator. Things may happen all around you, but it has nothing to do with you. You are just a spectator. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge. You've made the Lord your refuge, just like Jesus made the Lord his refuge. Well, how did I do that? You said, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, and him will I trust. When you do that, you've taken God as your refuge. Because you've made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, your habitation, there shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Why? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Every single believer has at least, 
at least one angel. At least one. At least one. Angels aren't these naked Cupid babies that fly in the air with little arrows. These are mighty warriors. These dudes are strong. Psalm says they excel in strength. And you have at least one working for you, protecting you, helping you. But if you always speak words of fear and unbelief and doubt of what you see on the news, you're stopping your angel from working. Stop being afraid of your kids. Tell your kids angels to keep them safe. You plead the blood of them as they go out. And he said, they're coming back. Your angels are keeping you safe. Teach your kids to be aware that they have angels. Their angels are with them wherever they go. Your angel is with you wherever you go. And they respond to the voice of his word, Psalm says. Not just the voice of God talking. Of course they respond to God talking. But they said the voice of his word. So when you put his word in your mouth, angels listen to you. So put the word in your mouth and start talking. So your angels have something to work with. They shall bear you up in the hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion of the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet. Because, now God's talking again. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him with a long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? He said, well, you know what the doctor report said? Well, are you satisfied with your life? Oh, not yet. Then what does that report have to do with you? Are you 120? Well, no, then what does that report have to do with you? If you don't like the report, don't take it. Yes, do everything in the natural. Yes, eat healthy. Yes, take medicine. Yes, if you need surgery, take, have surgery. But don't receive a negative report. Whose report will you believe? Now, we used to sing a song, We Shall Believe the Report of the Lord. His report says, I am. His report says, I am. His report says, I am. His report says, victory. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to stop the clip right there. Thank you for starting your day with me. If you haven't already, go to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Have a great day. Something good is going to happen to you today. Expect miracles. And remember, God loves you. I'll see you next time on Faith in the Morning. God bless.